Hey, everybody, it's Charity Gibson. Welcome to another episode of the Badass Women of Promo podcast. I am so stoked today to have the one, the only Jenna Coranta hanging out with me today. JQ, as she's known in the industry, what the heck is up, girl? How are you? Uh, I'm so excited to be here. Literally, you named my, you, you, the last name is perfect. Rolled off your tongue perfectly. So good job. Ah, that's why they pay me the big bucks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> my right? unpaid podcast. Oh. oh my gosh. Hey, you never know. One day, right? One day. One day. One day. Um, so some people know you. Some people yeah. don't know you. You've got a new gig that you're starting. So where the heck did you come from before you were in promo? And what do you do? Who are you? Where did I come from? <laughs> where did oh, you come from? Goodness. Where did you go? <laughs> J- it's funny. It's funny that everyone calls me JQ, by the way. Let's start there, right? Is first name Jenna, but back when I started with Alpha Broder in 2010, my dad came into the office one day to go to lunch with me. And I introduced him to my my manager at the time, this guy, Larry, and the rest of my team. And we were kind of running late because you have like a 45 minute window for lunch, right? And my dad says, all right, JQ, let's go. <laughs> that That's when it started. And so every from then on out, my whole team, Larry, everyone started calling me JQ. And I grew up in a, in a home. My brother is John Quaranta. So I was always JQ1. He is JQ2. And my dad is BQ and my mom was SQ. And so I've been called JQ my entire life. And so now it's like this character where I'm like, people think I'm some badass because I have tattoos and go by JQ, but I'm not. I love Lifetime movies, long walks <laughs> on the beach, and I, I'm a total softie. I cry all the time. So, but I'll let people think that, you know, JQ is, is really who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah, Little alter that's ego. A, I, it's that's it the best thing. That's, I went it's to sports so camp. That's I, I went to sports camp a couple of months ago, and it was oh, wow. the first thing I had done not in promo in like a okay. hell of a long time. And I walked in, and they're like, "Oh, who are you? What do you do?" I'm like, "Oh, sh- I can be anybody right now. Like, who am mm-hmm. I? What do I do?" Mm-hmm. I had this like, uh, like existential crisis right there on the softball field. <laughs> like, who am I? You're all, I don't know. I but don't know. by the way, your name, your name is so badass. Like when you hear the word charity, right. Or like even your name, how can you not smile? And you know, it's like, you have such a cool name. Oh, not blushing. Ah, most people actually call me chastity <laughs> though. They're like chastity, cherry. Yeah. I'm like charity, like donate to your favorite. Yeah. It's such a joyful name, but uh, anyways, thanks for having me. Thank I'm excited you. to definitely get to know you. And after this podcast, hopefully uh, hang out with you more. So thanks yeah. for having me. No, thanks yeah. for being here. I know we were talking yeah. about this and you've got some fun stuff cooking, but before we get to what you have going yeah. on from like now on, where yeah, did you, fill you, you mentioned a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll fill you in kind of just backstory, I guess. But uh you know, besides being a, a Libra who likes long walks on the beach, um, I'm a parent before anything, you know, I'm, I'm a mom, I'm a parent every day. And um, I cry every time I talk about my daughter, but uh, I have a beautiful, witty, talented 10 year old little girl, Grace, uh, you can call her G money or G unit. She also goes by <laughs> GQ. <laughs> um, and I think fun fact, by the way, I think my daughter is actually going to be my next, my next business partner. It's crazy, but I think, I think we're going to business together. She's 10. And uh, we've been, for about a year now, we've been talking about writing children's books um, together. Um, we've been through a lot together, you know, the last 10 years. And uh, I think we've landed on a character that other young women can grow with. And so we're kind of having fun right now, kind of dissecting that a little bit. And so we'll see. But um, other than that, before I came into this industry, I was in the fitness industry. Um, I'm definitely, you know, was I was a trainer for 11 years. I dabbled with LAPD for a couple of years, but um, 
you know, being a parent and, and being a fitness freak is kind of how I got into this industry, actually. Um, I've been an athlete my entire life. Um, I was the team captain for almost every team sport I can even remember <laughs> playing. And um, it's, it's okay. Like I'm 41 now. And at 41, I've realized what my gift from God is. And, and for me, it's okay to say, say, that, say it out loud, right? Like for me, I feel like my gift is the ability to inspire other people. And I, I have the patience to support anyone going through anything when they need it. And, and that's my gift. And that's really become my passion. And it obviously ties into what I'm doing at Knott's Apparel. Um, I was, so I was born Nos? around. The, yeah. <laughs> Knott's Apparel. Oh man. I, well, I don't know. Do you want to start with like Knott's or like background or. No, I no. Mean, keep going not, for background. Well, okay, I love okay. that you talked about your daughter because if you're not following Jenna on Instagram for everybody listening, <laughs> she posted like her daughter is. I mean, really big badass, actually. Like, she's got the cutest little freckles, and she is a dancer, and she's going to, like, break hearts one day. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) charity. So, long. like, we won't even, I'll bore you with the details, but she's an actress. She's. It's so weird to say my daughter has a job, right? She has a career. She's a child actress. So, she's done filming a ton for Disney right now. Um, I'm not supposed to say what the project is, but uh, next year, uh, Netflix, where she's doing something pretty amazing. So I just, it's, it's mind blowing to watch my daughter's dedication to her craft, which is dance and her body and mobility and movement. And it's just, it's mind blowing. I couldn't be more blessed, but uh, um, anyways, yeah. So for me, before, before the promo industry, like I said, I was, uh, I was in the fitness industry. My first job was at 24 hour fitness, believe it or not. Um, I worked behind the front desk. I was 19 and I legit had to beg my parents to let me have a job. They wouldn't let me have a job. I wanted to be like every other kid out there that had a job, right? You're making money. You had your own, your own money to do whatever you needed to do. I, I didn't. My parents would not let me have a job because they felt at the time, my only job was to be a student and to play golf. Um, at one point in my life, I did think I was going to go pro and do the whole LPGA thing. And, um, my mom finally gave in and allowed me to have this job and said I could work two days a week. It was part-time two days a week, four hour shifts. And my job was to scan people in at the front desk at 24 hour fitness. Um, and I remember one of my first paychecks, I saw commission on there. I had like $200 extra commission. Right. So me to typical me, I'm like, well, that's weird. I, I think this is wrong. I go right to my manager, Bo. I'm like, Hey man, I think I was overpaid. And he was like, <laughs> Uh, no, JQ, you make commission off of things you sell at the front desk, like retail or towels or whatever it was. And that was definitely the beginning of, of my hustler life. That's when I was like, oh, what? I make commission? Hell yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to sell everything. Right. So from there, I started to pick up shifts and lie to my parents. Not kidding. I was picking up shifts. I know I would tell my parents I'm going to hit balls or I'd say, Oh, I'm going, you know, gone out with Beth or Kim Mallory or whatever it was. And I would lie to them because they, they didn't want me working. They wanted me hitting golf balls and studying, but I had this passion for the win. I had this passion for people and for talking to people and changing lives. Right. And so I started to pick up shifts and not tell my parents because I was an addict to sales. I, I became like an addict to, to selling even a towel, right? Like I would do the math. I would set a goal, 20 towels per shift, 250 a towel. You know, I would do the commission off that and I would make a point to sell water bottles and anything I could get my hands on, I would sell. And then I was approached by the GM about a year into that. And he was like, Hey, you'd, you'd be a really good membership salesperson. You should sell membership. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I did that for a year. And then from then 
I got a taste of selling personal training and I got a taste of what it was like to actually change people's lives and motivate and inspire and, and learn and be inspired too, you know? And um, the fitness manager approached me and he was like, Hey, you'd be a really good personal trainer. And I was like, okay. So I put myself through the schooling and started training clients. And I was a personal trainer for 11 years. And it was, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't about the sale for me. And it still isn't like, even at NOS, it's not about the sale for me. It's, it's about changing people's lives. And I got to do that as a trainer and you and I get to do that every, we're doing that with this podcast, right? Like Mm -hmm. every single day, you and I wake up with an opportunity to not only raise our daughters and, and make them good women, but change other people's lives. And so that's my passion. That that's kind of how this all got started. That's awesome. That's a great, great story to hear. And I love the hustle, like from the beginning, I know I I just obviously relate everything back to like how I can uh, empathize with people when they talk on the podcast. And I just, I hear this and I'm thinking, man, I did it all wrong as a kid because I went out and I got the Olympia sales kit, like where you sell wrapping paper and chocolate and you earn prizes. Um, And so you're out like making actual money. And I'm like, Oh, I got a new Walkman. <laughs> I, I got a slinky. But still, I got a but, slinky today. Yeah, but but, but you still, did that, that because there. you had a, exactly that, and that's in you. And charity, you you can't teach that hustle, right? So even yeah. though you're going out selling things to get a slinky or a, like a a walkie-talkie or whatever it is, that's still a passion for the win, right? You still want to win. That's that's you competing. So yeah. you're a competitor, you know, but, but anyways, but yeah. So during before Alpha Broder, uh, during those eleven years of of me training. I did dabble with LAPD for a few years. Um, obviously, so thankful for that experience. Um, my mother, who, who passed away back in 2006, she pushed me to be, the cop, be a cop. That was her dream. She used to tell me all the time, you look like a cop. If you look like a cop, you probably should be a cop. Um, I probably still look like a cop. Some people ask me if I'm a cop, and I'm like, no, I sell polo shirts. Um, but <laughs> I know it's so funny, right? Apparel police. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a cop. I'm a runner cop. Um, but I, I, I had my eye on a different prize, and for me, it was I wanted to be exactly like my dad. Um, my dad, back at a young age, was my target. I wanted to be just like him. I, I grew up watching him not only be the most amazing husband, but amazing father, and he also ran a massive company and a sales force, right? And when I was a kid, maybe once a month or so, my mom would let me miss school and going to work with my dad. And if she were alive, I would tell her that was probably one of the best gifts she ever gave me. Um, I never felt more important than I did on the days I got to go in with the boss. I was the boss's daughter. I got to go into work and watch my dad and his team just grind. And uh, the one thing that sticks out about my dad that I try and remember every single day is I used to get in the car and I'd wait for him to, to lock the front door of the building. And I'd watch him go to every single office, every, the, the break room, the kitchen, everything, and make sure every light was off because he wanted to save his company money. And that was my example. And I remember watching that thinking, I want to be just like him. And I still do. I still every day just want to be like my dad, you know? So back in 2009, I was actually, this is the year before I entered the promo world. I was still a personal trainer. I was working for Equinox and I was running the West Hollywood location. And you know, West Hollywood is like in LA, it's like a dreamland for people, right? You were just here. You were in LA. <laughs> I was. WeHo is, yeah, WeHo is like where all the sexy people are, all the rock stars, right? And I so totally I, place, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> dude, me, me too. When I go to LA, I'm like, I 
belong in Orange County. Yeah, um, I'm like, I don't even have the right <laughs> shoes for this sidewalk. <laughs> me too. It's like, and my daughter goes to school in Bel Air. So if I go pick her up, I'm like, you know, me, like flip flops, board shorts, a t shirt, and a hat. And I'm like talking to all the other moms. I'm in the Range Rovers. I'm like, oh, hi. You know, it's totally like a different world. Yeah. And so I was running the West Hollywood gym. And it was like this dreamland that was not, it was so out of touch with reality. And I had this client that I would see Monday through Saturday at 5 a.m. He was in incredible shape. He was a super high profile guy, producer for the Kardashians. And he would say things to me like, I need a new boyfriend. I want to get hotter. I want to start seeing you two times a day. I need to get hotter. And that was the moment I shut that for me, I knew that I was done with, with the fitness industry. I was no longer changing people's lives. I didn't get into that to help people get hotter. I, I wanted to change people's lives. And so I literally shut my office door. And for the first time in my life, I was 29 charity. I made a resume. I had no idea what I was doing, right? Like, when did you make your first resume? Oh gosh, I don't know. I think I was probably like 18 because I was forced to do it in school. And I used that for years. <laughs> See, like, eight, okay, 18, 29 years old. I sat down and I was like, what do I have to say? What experience do I have? LAPD, sure. Fitness, uh, okay. And so I did the best that I could do and I posted it on uh, monster.com. Oh and then, yeah, right, monster. And I think even Craigslist at the time you could like post, is Craigslist even still around? I don't even know. It is. Um, it's like, tell me you're uh, an older millennial without telling me you're an older millennial, like monster.com. <laughs> Le- legit, right? Monster and Craigslist. So, because people awesome. would post jobs on Craigslist. Now people post yeah. like stolen goods on Craigslist. Anyways, <laughs> but, <laughs> but at the time, um, yes, I posted my resume. And the next day I got this voicemail from a guy named Larry Mariminguez. Such a, he's such a great guy. He's over at, uh, I think he's at Bayside now, um, selling, selling t-shirts and whatnot. But he called me and was like, Hey, I'd love to interview you. We're hiring for inside sales for Alpha Shirt Co. I had no idea who Alpha Shirt Co. was, right? I, I Googled <laughs> Just a little it. company. <laughs> I know. I Googled it. And it was like, I saw Adidas, American Apparel. I saw at the time Rosinol, which is like a big ski brand. I'm a big skier. So I was like, okay, they sell clothes. All right, whatever. No idea what the promo industry was. Have no idea. But that was where my promo industry story started was with that interview. Um, I left my first interview knowing I wanted that job. And I made a decision when I got the job that I was going to be the best inside sales rep Alpha ever had. So three years into my role with Alpha, I was promoted to business development rep. And then I was promoted into an outside sales territory. And then 10 years later, I finished my career at Alpha as the senior outside sales consultant. Um, AB, just a little company, right? Like tiny. Um, yeah. Right. But uh, just a they were my industry. <laughs> just a little bit, a but little they were my, they were my home for years. And I still actually miss those people daily. Right. Like I love my AB family and what AB, the gift that that company gave me. Cause now look where I am. Right. Like I learned everything at Alpha Burger. So the people that hired me and taught me, like I could not be more grateful for, for my time there. Um, I remember feeling though, and I don't know if you've ever felt that like this, but at 10 years, I was thinking like, I knew that Alpha wasn't using me correctly. You know, like, have you ever had that feeling where you're like, I, I, I should be doing something different mm-hmm. and I knew it, right? Like I felt like a butterfly in a jar where I, I had no more room. I needed to grow. I needed to, them to let me out of this jar. And I, I tried to create my own job. I, I threw two proposals at them um, to, to change my change gears and it just wasn't going to fly. And then I had an opportunity 
to go work for a customer of mine, a Facilis Group member, uh, DSG International based out of Los Angeles. And I knew in that moment when that opportunity came, I had to take it. I thought I would end up back on the supplier side. I thought for Alpha Broder, I, I didn't know NOS Apparel was even happening behind the scenes at the time, which it was. And um, But I knew that I needed experience on our customer side of the business to, to be better and to be more valuable, right? Mm-hmm. Like I needed that. And I dove in, I was a top achiever. And I will tell you what our customers go through. Holy shit. Is it a grind, right? It's a grind. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. But I found myself at Alfred Broder sort of giving these people guidance on how to present apparel, how to present Devin and Jones the right way, how to, how to handle end user meetings. And I finally started to feel like, well, what the hell do I know? I've never done that. You know, I, I, I could be giving them bullshit information. And so I took the opportunity to go work for DSG such a talented, fun group of people. And Darren and Steve Gable, who own DSG, just two of the sweetest guys ever. Um, and during that time with DSG, that's when I received this very unexpected call from an old friend. I'll say that I'm using quotes, an old friend, um, Elson Young, during the summer of 2020. Um, and that's kind of how NASA Apparel started. That's awesome. So it's really interesting to me that you talk about the, you know, like understanding what the distributor client goes through. Obviously I started on the distributor side. So for me, it was kind of the opposite journey, but that's exactly why I think why Peerless finds such value in what I bring to the table, because obviously doing marketing and communications, you know, even like how our website is designed and, you know, where the information is and the marketing materials that we're presenting, it's really difficult to build a brand on the supplier side of things that is distributor friendly. Like most suppliers, even I do social media for so many companies now too. And they're like, well, we want it to be on brand for us. And we want it to look, you know, so that people know it's from us. We want our logo on it. I'm like, listen, guys, if you want distributors to be able to reuse this information, which that's what we're doing is we're giving them resource so that they can go sell our products. Mm -hmm. We can't have our logo all over. We're not a brand, no supplier or not, no, but very few suppliers are brand that distributors can share that people will know. And so it's like, we have to make it a little bit generic. It can't always be on brand, you know, peerless cyan blue. Like it, it has to be colors that, you know, DSG can use that, you know, Brandito can use, whoever it is, brand fuel, whatever they have, it has to be universal enough for them to be able to repurpose it so that they can gain interest in our products and then bring us those sales back. And it's an understanding that very few suppliers have um, yeah. because they don't have distributors, you know, distributor experience on their team. So when yeah. you go the opposite way, um, it is really funny. I kind of want every person in the industry to um, like take your distributor to work day or take your supplier to work day and yeah. have that opportunity to just see what a day looks like in a small yeah. distributor company, in a medium distributor company, in a large distributor company, and the same thing for suppliers because the operations and how things get done from A to Z. Um, I think we would just have a lot more empathy for each other if we were like, oh, You're that's so spot on. what happens. <laughs> like, yeah. It, right. I mean, empathy is it's, what's missing yes. and we wouldn't yell at each other or be frustrated with each other. We would, if we yeah. had a bigger level of understanding, I think things yes. would be vastly different in the industry. So that's why I'm always pushing for is just, you know, learn. I think you, so you have a huge advantage being back on the supplier right. side yeah. now with that level of un- empathy and understanding. So I'm excited. So Nas, now we're, now we're here. We yeah, are here. in so, January, 2022. What the heck are you doing now? Dude. Oh, it's crazy. So, <laughs> well, it, 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 how I even got here? I said no to Elson for like 
four months. I was like, no, no. Cause you know how it is, right? Like I was crushing it. It's like alpha. Like, <laughs> like I, Well, I was crushing it. So I was like, why would I leave? But then what happened was Elson said to me one day, I'll never forget on zoom. He looked me in the eye and he said, I'm manifesting you to be this VP of sales. It's you. It always has been you. You have to take this job. It's you. And it gave me like, I don't know. I can't explain it, Charity. I just remember getting the chills and feeling like, okay, this is my destiny. I knew it. And I was fighting it, right? Um, I met the NOS family at the end of 2020 on a Zoom call. And the rest of their CEO, this guy, Dave Wheel, who's just amazing. And the rest of the, the parent company team and saw the collection, um, understood the vision, met the sons, Ryan and Vinny, who are just a joy. And I realized, okay, this is my destiny. And I knew back at Alpha Broder, when I left, I knew that God was working in my life. And I knew that I was going to do something really big. I just, I didn't know what it was. I thought charity, I'd be back at Alpha Broder. I really did. And it, this DSG happened. And then Elson called me and said, this it's you. And I said, okay. And so I accepted the job earlier in 2021 and ended up resigning from DSG and parting ways. And, and now I'm here. So I've been working um, with the NOS family and Elson since I want to say June of last year um, to get things up and running. And it's crazy because it's very fair to say that we're a startup because we are. However, we have that luxury of being owned by an existing supplier in our industry. And because of that, we have, we have an entire campus. So when I say we have a campus, there's three buildings, you know, we have decoration capabilities. Um, we have an incredible customer service team because um, we have an incredible shipping team led by this guy named Todd, who's just freaking amazing. And so we are a startup. However, we have this amazing you know, team behind us that is just grinding to get this off the ground, to get this rocket off the ground. Um, and we're launching officially next week. So we're over the moon about it. But um, I guess a little bit about NOS Apparel, I'll kind of share with you. Um, NOS Apparel is the company. NOS is the brand. Uh, the best way that I can describe our brand, it would be if Carhartt and ArcDirect had a baby. That's the easiest way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, everything that we have is just so innovative. What Elson's done is just incredibly brilliant. Um, our, our brand is absolutely built for, for function, for comfort, for performance. Um, and at the end of the day, we want to be, you know, the industry's go-to brand offering that ideal work-to-play balance for that modern professional. Um, I think about you, right? Like you're jumping on an airplane in an hour and (laughs) flying to Florida for a trade show, flying back and then flying to to Vegas. You're a modern professional. So we take individuals like you, right? We want to make sure that people are comfortable, feel on trend, have rugged apparel that they can throw in the back of their truck on the weekends and know it's going to perform for them Monday morning, you know? So Elson's done a really nice job and, and what he's done honestly is just mind blowing. Um, but again, we're a startup, right? Like it's, it's definitely fair to say that, but, uh, because of school apparel Inc, which is the parent company that owns us and the NOS family, we've hit the ground sprinting more than running. We're sprinting. That's fantastic to hear. It's so cool to hear these kinds of success stories. And especially what I love too, is I had never heard obviously of NOS and you're bringing that all to light. And then even your parent company, like all these names that you're saying, maybe I'm like completely living under a rock, but it's something that I'm not really super well aware of too. So some of the things that I think I like is um, just to kind of bring it to the surface. 
is the awareness that you're bringing just because of the personality that you have and the ambition and the drive and the awareness. I just, so to me, it's super inspiring that one person, like, you know, he said, you know, it's you, like, it's always been you. It needs to be you. You have to be here. And it's like, well, why? But I don't know that we would have been hearing about it if it wasn't you bringing it to the table. So I think that that's really special that you saw that, that you kind of are gifting him with, um, not your presence. That sounds so pretentious. I'm gifting it with my presence. (laughs) (laughs) No, Um, you know what? No, I get it. Like I I get what you're saying. And I'll tell you charity for six months, I woke up and and I would ask Elson almost daily. Why me? I didn't understand. I didn't get it in the last month. I get it now. I get it. And it's because Elson and I have this synergy and the rest of the team that I'll touch on but we have this synergy and more so a passion to change people's lives. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, our approach is different, right? Alpha and, Alpha and Sanmar and SNS, they're so good at what they do, okay? I spent 10 years at Alpha. I know what they do. I spent 10 years competing against Sanmar and SNS and StormTech. I get it. And then I spent two years, not a lot, but two years on the customer side where I was Sanmar's customer, StormTech, SNS, Alpha's customer, right? So I got that experience. What we're doing at NOS is completely different. For us, it's so far beyond the product. It's not even, we, product is last, right? Like, it's just not even a thing. Mm-hmm. We're going to take the approach of consulting and really looking at this like coaching, right? We want to change people's lives. We want to help people grow their business the right way and get the focus off of product and put the focus on the end user. How can we solve problems? What's the solution? And product is not always the solution. So we're not going to get hung up on, oh, we're going to come out with the coolest new shirt jacket, right? We know what we have. We're launching with a really tight assortment. Our collection is gorgeous, but more so we're launching with tools to help our customers and the end users grow without all the back and forth, all the delay, all the BS. We understand what it takes to help these end users grow and even our customers, right? Like I'm not going to be with my customers for every end user call. So the marketing collateral that we've put out that you guys, the industry will see next week, we've put out collateral that's going to coach our customers to sell product better, easier, faster. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. And it's, I think you're very wise to do that. I think I mentioned that a little bit earlier, just with Peerless and like the way that we go to market. Um, but very important is you're starting with passion and you're starting with people mm-hmm. at heart. And it does make a huge difference. You know, people ask me all the time, it's like, well, why are you in that group? all of the time answering questions and pouring into people. And I've said it on a couple other podcasts, but um, you know, it, we are only as good as our weakest team member. And you know, Mm -hmm. if if somebody's struggling, we are all wearing the same Jersey. And when one of us shines, I think we all shine and the opposite is true. And one of us doesn't shine, you know, it reflects poorly on like the entire industry. So if you start with heart and pour that into people, and, um, you know, help everybody do better. Like that rising tide lifts all ships mentality is not just a cliche saying it's really, really true. And, um, and it's true of anything. It's true of interestingly enough, you know, selling apparel, selling umbrellas or, you know, not even selling anything at all, but you know, there's just so much possibility with passion and we marry those things together. And I think it's, it's really exciting to me what can be done. And it's so fun watching you have just the, you can see it's not even like I always say you can't fake enthusiasm. If you are not excited about your product and your service and you're not passionate about it, then your clients are not going to be either. If you're not willing to invest in your own self and in your own product and your own process, then your clients and their clients will not 
either. And you like watching you, like you can feel it's palpable. It's tangible, the passion and the excitement that you have and the drive and how you're sharing. And I mean, you showed a picture of a hat the other day and I'm like, we had this discussion earlier today. Like I love hats and I have this huge collection of hats. I think I probably have at least 50 hats. I don't know how to hat. I can't wear a hat. I don't fit in hats, but I love hats. And you posted this hat and it was like black, um, black on like tone on tone, black on black. I'm like, I have to have it. I don't know where I'm going to wear it. I'm going to put it on. I'm going to put it on my I got Instagram with your name on it. Don't oh worry. I love it. I'm going to put it on Instagram. I'm going to look like a total clown, but I'm going to do it. No. because I'm like, dude, she's so passionate about this. Like I oh, just want to be part of that I made, story. That hat's my so. baby. Okay. You know <laughs> what? Gorgeous. That hat, well, that hat is my baby. I, I had to figure it out. I had to price it. I had to name it. Right. So I, I named it the field hat. Our basic five panel trucker is named the field hat and the field hat, because it was sort of my nod to feel the dreams. One of my favorite movies, right? Like oh, I wanted to give awesome. that a nod. And so I had to roll with the field hat. Um, and also when we're presenting into uniform programs or, you know, golf opportunities, right? Like that hat is eventually going to be in the field. So it's going to be easy to kind of tell that story of like, this is going to be your, your everyday, your field hat. You can wear this, depend on it. So I have one with your name on it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, yeah, I won't yeah. keep you too much longer. I love hearing this story. Um, I, I think I'm super excited for you. I'm super excited for Vegas. And um, I think we, you know, we might end up being, you know, one of like four people there with everybody backing no, out today, I, I feel like, but yeah, uh, you know, I think there's a, a huge opportunity. I'm super excited to see where that goes. And then also just want to like throw some curveballs out here, I guess, um, talking about just the future of the industry and obviously badass women of promo podcast. Um, where do you see, like, as far as, I mean, is, is there anything that you would give as a suggestion to, um, yes. not to make it about females <laughs> in the industry, but like, what, what suggestions do you have yeah. for people that are maybe doubting their worth or, yeah. you know, you want to change people's lives. What would advice would you yeah. give to people that are, are struggling? Yeah. So, okay. Good question. Right. Like I want to go back to what you said about passion. totally on the okay? spot too, by the way, <laughs> like- no, it's <laughs> Ellison tries to stump me all the time. It's fine. Um, but no, but I'll tell you something you mentioned passion, right? So for me, yeah, passion's super important, but it's discipline, right? Like discipline. When I think about discipline every single day, right. I was thinking about this. I was in the gym yesterday on a Sunday at two o'clock. I was the only one in a massive gym. I was, I was blown away. I was like, how is no one else here? And I was thinking, at, you know, my playlist was fire, by the way, like Stevie Nicks, Haim, and like Nipsey Hussle. I was like totally jamming. But I was wondering how many of my competitors were in the gym yesterday working as hard as I was to get bigger and stronger. And so when I think about that, I think about that's how you're different, right? Passion, but also discipline. You have discipline. So you have to have that. And I, I will tell you, if I could say one thing to change people's lives, it would be to find your discipline. Um, And for me, it's like, how can you expect that trophy or hitting any goal if you don't have it? And that's the one thing that sets people, you know, separate, right? Is like that one word is discipline. That's going to be the difference between the successful folks out there and the people that just do enough to get by. So for me, it's discipline. For me, it's how can, how can suppliers and sales reps find better discipline? How can we do that? Because if we have better discipline, we're going to show up more for our customers. We're going to be stronger for our customers, right? So it's stupid to say this, but when I'm in the gym getting bigger and stronger physically, that is going to make me bigger and stronger for my team, my customers, and even my daughter, right? Like I'm going to be a beast for all these people that depend on me and that look at me and, and, and every day and say, hey, JQ, help. 
I'm going to be able to do that because I have discipline. And so for me, I guess that would be it, right? Like even after what I went through in Vegas at the Route 91 thing, you know, like not that I want to get into that, but it's like, we all go through shit, right? Everyone in this industry, including you, we've all been dealt some weird, crazy hand where it's like, what the hell is this? How do I get out of it? At what point do I make a decision to be better and do better, right? So it's like staying focused, keep plugging away. Um, I think that's the message, right? Is like find that discipline. Yeah, no, I would 100% agree with you there. Um, if you do a lot of like financial studies, I do a lot of like wealth building seminars and things like that. One of the things that they say is that typically people who are physically fit tend to be fiscally fit. And you can tell a lot about a person's finances by the way that they keep themselves physically. And I've found that to be true. I believe it. And yeah, I'm like in a, in a lot of ways, it's, I think, you know, it definitely says something and you mentioned about, you know, if you're um, you know, a beast in the gym, it's, it comes in and plays into your hustle, um, entrepreneurially as well. And I think what people don't realize is, you know, you've got, you know, passion as a competitive advantage and you've got low price as a competitive advantage, not a sustainable one, but you know, people trying to use it. Um, and you've got marketing resources as a competitive advantage. And I think what people really do fail to see is that discipline is a competitive advantage for sure. And that there is a huge difference between the people that, want it and are kind of committed to going after it and getting it. And then the people that are relentless and they will not stop until they get there. And so that's what I see from you. And I love just what you're saying here because passion is kind of nothing without persistence. Um, it's something without persistence, but it's not a whole lot without persistence. So you kind of need both in the equation. So I really, really do appreciate that. Um, great, great wisdom there. But doing Um, it like, and doing it when no one's watching, right? Like mm -hmm. having discipline when no one's watching, that's, that's the ticket. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. The stuff that doesn't end up on the Instagram stories that nobody sees the late nights, the early mornings, just the grind. And I know the, the grind gets a, a lot of flack lately. I feel like a lot of people are like, Oh, you don't have to grind. You don't have whatever. And it's like, no, you don't have to, and you should rest and you do need to take time for yourself too. But if you've got big goals and you've got big dreams, there's nothing wrong with a big hustle. You know, I think that there definitely is a a harmony that kind of comes along with it. And I know in the last couple months, you mentioned like we all have our shit. I'm, I definitely do. And it's been a really tough three months and I definitely hit rock bottom a couple weeks ago and I'm working my way back up, but you're right. It's a choice. And you have to like pick that day where you're not going to let it affect you anymore and just start kind of digging out of the hole. But yeah, I, I think that, you know, there's definitely a lot to, to be said, you know, for, well, for your belief system. Well, you're right. And I'll tell you, like, I'll tell you what I tell my daughter. And it's the same thing I tell my NOS team, which is nothing can stop you if you don't stop for anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like remain faithful to, to yourself and whatever your vision is, just stay focused on that. You know, like, we have a great team behind us, which I should probably tell you, uh, the NOS team, the brains behind the operation are, are mainly Alphaberta folks that we've, Elson and I have really taken the time to kind of handpick. Um, these folks left Alphaberta years ago and, and we knew that they had a gift and we knew that they thought like us, right? Like they were passionate, they were disciplined. Um, and so we, we, I'm excited to tell you that both of our sales consultants are, are come from the industry. Um, Melissa Zara Kaufman, She's up in Toronto. She came from Ash City, Rachel, but extremely passionate and talented women um, that are going to be managing our NOS Instagram. And I would love to connect them with you because I think you're a person that they should bond with, right? Like, and, and jump and tie their boat to your dock because like you said about me, people know me, people know you, like you're so well-respected. So um, I know that you're somebody that 
I should bring on this ride with us and, and pick your brain. So I just appreciate um, Sarah, obviously introducing us and our friendship that we're building. I love it. And thank you for, thanks for coming on my podcast and make me feel like a rock star today. I appreciate oh, it. You can come every single time. Can you just, I'm going to keep you in my pocket and you just wake up every day and be like, Hey, Charity, you're a badass. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, anytime I just want to hang out with you. You're so cool. So, oh my God. but, uh, you, while you're going, you're going on a flight, I'm going to, I think I'm going to go to the gym actually and mess around with some kettlebells and, and kind of hang out, but no, this has been great. And honestly, this, this actually conversation challenged me a little bit to, to dig deep. So I thank you for that. Awesome. No, thank you so much. It's super exciting. Uh, do some extra yeah. kettlebell work for me while you're at it. And then <laughs> one last question before we go, cause I have to ask everybody uh, ask away. If you knew, if you were to pick one person as a badass woman of promo, who would you choose? And you're allowed to say more than one, even though I say it's one person. Yeah, I would say, um, Ooh man, Mallory Ibrahimi. Oh, yeah. Jack Nadell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mallory's Mallory's just a beast. And I think she would be the perfect example of work-life balance, right? She has a new baby. She has a son. Um, she has a husband and she has a family and a household to run, but she's also a VP for J and I, um, I'm not super close with her, but she stuck out. She's just so creative. Um, and then for sure, honestly, Kirsten King at Alpha Broder, um, Kirsten King's been with Alpha for as long as I have. I was actually her inside sales rep. She was my outside sales rep. So she's also one of my dear friends, but she's somebody who stays under the radar, but she grinds and hustles like no one's business. So uh, those two women for sure. Awesome. I don't know, uh, Kristen, but I love that you said that some of the people that grind under the radar, um, best, like I think of the creatives in the industry, I want to give just a shout out to like a lot of the creatives in the industry that are pulling out these amazing pieces of artwork and design and uh, people that are designing products, you know, it's like, we don't see those. We see the, you know, the stars you see, you know, Charity Gibson out there on Instagram all day long, but you know, definitely the people that are behind the scenes that are actually pulling all the strains, the inside sales yeah. people, um, definitely don't get enough credit. So thanks for pointing them out. That's awesome. Make Hell sure you yeah, recognize girl. them and, and point them out, but thank you so much for being here. We um, are super excited for you, Jenna, like so excited. I can't wait you, to be at expo next week and, uh, see everything launch, get my hat and wrap that on Instagram <laughs> hug it for out. you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Come up to our suite, please. I'd love to host you and obviously hug it out and, and hook you up with some swag and, and introduce you to the NOS family. It'll be fun. It's super fun. I will bring my Instagram with me, everybody. So pay attention <laughs> next week during PPAX for the NOS launch with yeah. uh, JQ. And I guess with that, we're out. I'm going to head to Orlando yes, and leave you to your, to your gym time. Uh, thanks for being <laughs> Have one a of safe the- flight. Thank you. We'll see. I'm like, keep my mask on my head down. Uh, I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys all for listening. This has been another episode of the badass women of promo podcast. Keep on listening. If there's somebody that you want to nominate as a badass woman of promo, just head to badasswomenofpromo.com and click the nominate button and we'll get you some recognition, get them some recognition from you. Thanks for being here and have a wonderful day.